Welcome to Ladies Who Launch, not your average business podcast. Dropping every other Wednesday, Alyssa and Dakota are two successful and opinionated marketing entrepreneurs engaging in insightful conversations with industry thought leaders, as well as casual conversations surrounding our lives as entrepreneurs. Welcome back to another episode of Ladies Who Launch. We've been at this for the last two hours and we're going to pretend like that's not the case. Right. We are just going to talk like we are fresh and fancy free. And Yeah. Well, we are, I mean... I don't know. We really need, and I think we brought this up before, we need like, we need an Instagram channel that is just the behind the scenes of this oh chaos. So because I think that's the better part than the actual podcast is just our complete and we absolute have, chaos. We do have foot off, footage of the chaos. We just haven't had the balls to, or the lady parts to, um, to what am I trying to say? <laughs> I don't know. We're tired. We're Yeah. To release it. Release? Yeah. Well, and we do have a YouTube channel. There's nothing currently on it, but no. that is the next stage is that you're going to see our actual chaos on YouTube and how we record these. <laughs> Ladies who <laughs> chaos. Because apparently we think we're Dax Shepard now and should have our own. Uh, welcome, welcome to another episode of Armchair Expert. <laughs> I feel that we need our radio voice. Is that a good radio voice? Okay. We are clearly, clearly off track. Moving on. Moving on. So one of the things I will say that I think is the most hilarious thing ever. I don't love the sound of my own voice and I've never loved the sound of my own voice when I'm talking, singing, eh, whatever. I have had so many people since we started this podcast, like fall in love with my voice, which has been a huge compliment. It's like anytime someone hears the cast, you have such a soothing voice. Wow. Your voice is so sexy. I don't see it. I know. I, I get, um, yeah, I've get, I get, the comments on my voice too. I mean, um, wow. Let's just take it. Let's just not be awkward. Yes. Okay. We'll just take the compliment. I'll just take the compliment. Yeah. I, it's funny though. Cause I, I think I mentioned this on before that. Uh, yeah. I used to have, um, when I did more, more direct media relations in my career. And I was, um, when I was at heritage park in particular, I was, um, on camera and on radio a lot. And I remember being it, I used to tape, um, these weekly segments with the arts reporter who's now since retired at uh, CBC. And she would have me in once a month um, to do a recording for the next four, whatever. And both she and the uh, program director at the time both asked me if I wanted to work in radio. And I said, no. <laughs> you do have a radio voice. But yeah, it is sort of radio-esque. I and it. I remember the guy that used to work at, remember when Shaw TV had its own um, yes. channel? Oh my God, I had a couple clients on there. Yeah. I will recall. I will recall. Yeah, I used to do a lot of stuff on Shaw TV. And uh, the video guy that you, they used to have there, I forget his name, he... Uh, he told me that I should get into media and have a radio voice. And well, now you do. Well, yeah, I've just made it my own. I didn't have to like go to some crappy ass station in Moose Jaw to work my way up the radio landscape. But should we start a band? Oh my god, totally. Oh my god, we should do it. I think we should. I think we totally. I should. I have guitars downstairs that I never play that we should yeah. use. 
I can, I can, <laughs> I can play a mean right-handed piano. Oh my, my left hand is always a bit sketch on the piano, but I do a good right-handed piano. I'll just be your left hand if you be my right hand. <laughs> it's kind of how we live our lives, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I this is how we get through so. our day. Anyway, this is quite the episode. This is my favorite <laughs> part of our episodes. Um, so we are here today to talk about. And no, we're not drunk. We're just high on life. life. Yep. That or Vivance for me. Right. The Vivance. The Vivance. Um, five things every female business owner should have when they start a new business. We want to talk to you guys about five things that you probably didn't expect that you needed. Look and at, how to get them. Look at us being like the BuzzFeed of podcasts. Top oh five God. list. Oh God, listicles. Gross. Oh my God. Remember when listicles were like all the rage like three yes. years ago? I just, pulled, had- I just pulled the strat- strategy um, off our radar for a client. I was like, this isn't working anymore. Okay, bye. Yeah, we're not doing listicles. <laughs> listicles are over. I'm just announcing yeah. that right now. But look at us doing a Except listicle. for now. <laughs> I don't know how else to present this. We are so ridiculous. Okay. I feel like I'm very loud. Apologies. Okay, everybody. So these are actually some pretty good points. Um, and I things that Alyssa and I definitely have proof within our businesses uh, for, for using these pieces. So these things, they're not necessarily things. They're more tips. Um, and so... I'm going to kick it off with when when you're starting a business, one of the first things you're going to want to look at within like your leadership skills as a business owner or somebody who manages other people is intuition in the sense that having a strong intuition about the kinds of clients you want to work with, the kind of work that you want to work on, and also strong intuition just in the initial stages of putting your business together, whether it's fitting, whether it feels good, whether... Um, an, an investor is the right fit, that kind of thing. These are all intuition to me is very important. I agree. And you know, it's funny. I've sort of built my entire business existence on intuition um, because I decided to start this business like in 15 minutes and went down to a registry and registered the name <laughs> and then announced it on Facebook because thought it was super important. <laughs> Um, Amazing. But yeah, that's that's been my whole business existence is just whatever feels good at the time. Uh, I can honestly say that in nine years of business, I've never had a full business plan ever. Neither have I. I can't be bothered. Anywho, um, <laughs> intuition is basically the existence of of my business. I, I'm a really, I mean, one of one of my great assets, I would say, is that I'm a very good read of people. And I can very much get a sense of who people are right away. So I can determine if it's people like, sorry, there's like, I don't know, we're in down, we're in, we're in the inner city of Calgary and there's like horns and crap going on outside. I'm again, like squirrel distracted. Calgary's turning into New York. It's fine. It's fine. Just listen to the the horns and stuff. Manhattan. Um, I can very quickly determine if you're someone who I want to spend time with or I want to work in my business. And so I've very much cultivated like clients, people, relationships in an intuitive way. Um, And I'm not big on written, um, like, as I said, business plans or like all those sort of like writing out your goals and journaling. I've never been that person. Yeah, I very much just 
go by what I feel in the moment. And I mean, maybe that's just, I'm full of shit, which likely I am, but it seems to work for me. No, and but I, I don't think people listen to their intuition enough. No. I think that's where I'm going with this is that people rely too much on, like if you have a business plan or you have a plan of any sort, it's like you, you rely too much on the black and white, right? As opposed to maybe you're feeling that it isn't quite working or that whatever, you need to go to a different way. And people don't listen to their intuition enough in business, I find. Well, and Alyssa just actually gave me a book to read called Mindset because I, as we discussed in our last episode, I'm very bad at sticking myself in black and white boxes. And changing your mindset is goes hand in hand, in my opinion, with intuition. Yeah, it is. And I think it's funny. Um, a, a friend of mine was the one... I, I'd had that book before and I haven't even read it yet, Mindset. But a friend of mine is a is an executive coach and we were having drinks one night and she... We were talking, we were talking about you, sorry, Dakota, but she's an avid Happens. listener of this podcast. And she's, so she's, she's a very big fan of ours. And she said, you know, I think before Dakota can actually start to like get through her like business goals or like that she wants to ex- scale and expand, whatever, she needs to fix her mindset. Yeah. And, and she was right. And she was right. Hence uh, the book, but whatever. Absolutely. But I think it's something that people don't think about is that you have to figure out your, where you are yes. before you can think about where your business is going to be. And I don't think any of us really put that much thought, enough thought into our own mindset and how it impacts our business. Which was the second thing in this listicle was mindset and is mindset. Yeah. And absolutely like getting out of your own way is a huge part of being a business owner. Yeah. Can we all just talk about imposter syndrome and how we all have it, but yet we refuse to admit that we have it, even though we know we have it. Like I will, I am my own worst enemy at the best of times, but I can't tell you how many times in nine years, it's been nine years I've been in my business. um, I have been too chicken to reach out to or send an intro or request email or send a proposal to a company or a person that I've always wanted to work with because I think that I don't deserve it. And not in like a, like, oh, I don't, but like, I am too chicken to like do the big reach. So like, let's say, um, let's say my, uh, like dream client would be like a WestJet or something. It isn't, but let's just say, I mainly because I don't, I mean, it's not interesting to me, but I would never think to like send an email to like the VP of comms or something and be like, Hey, this is what I could do. It would never cry. Cause I don't feel that I would have any basis to feel that I deserve to send an email to like a VP at a big corporation yeah, and introduce myself. And why? I couldn't tell you. But it gives me anxiety just thinking about it. I think it's a, like, if I may, I think it, it is a mindset thing. Um, but I also think there's like a, a different side of the coin to that in that I have imposter syndromes and syndrome in different ways, but I have no problem like sending emails like that. And it's gotten me into hot water. Quick sidebar story, <laughs> super funny. There's a restaurant here in Calgary that my family used to own. And I absolutely adore and love the two gentlemen that own the restaurant now. They're fantastic. But the other day, or a couple of years, not the other day, a couple of years ago, they posted 
just like not a great graphic. Like it just like it was rushed, whatever. And I didn't realize like who was managing the account. So I I sent a message just being like, you know, like I was that girl. And I freaking hate it when people are those people when I'm managing social yes. media and they have opinions. But I was like, you know, I just wanted to say like this could have been this and and oh, the owner no. message and one of the gentlemen who I he was like, hey Dakota. <laughs> It's knock, so and so. Knock it off. And I was like, oh my God. But that being said, I do think um, imposter syndrome is a mindset thing where it's like, you have to kind of look at yourself and, and think like, well, why do I feel, why is my scared animal coming out inside of me? And how, how can I get curious about it? Yeah, I think um, there's there's different there's different points of having mindset. I also think a big mindset issue with me is around procrastination and around, um, like when things, when things start to sort of overwhelm or whatever, I just sort of like become paralyzed in the overwhelm. And it's, those are kind of things that I have to, um, that's the word I'm looking for. I have to like physically sort of get myself out of because those, that mindset really starts to take over. And so I, I have to really work my way out of that feeling of paralysis with just getting stuff and um, done and that sort of stuff. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, No. Um, and that's a huge problem of mine as well. The paralysis, especially when I'm overwhelmed. Um, something that I want to give to our audience and to you that I learned in therapy the other day is something called anchoring. Now, this isn't for everyone, but it's very similar to um, kind of like Alyssa does something where she uh, like boxes her her work projects together. What was... Yeah, uh, I block... I block, block, time block, blocking. Time blocking. Time yeah. blocking. So one of the things when you are someone who gets anxious and overwhelmed is sometimes you can't compute time like like other people can. And so a couple of things that apparently work are putting on like a timer for 20 minutes to focus in. But if it's like a list thing, um, I have two resources for that. One is anchoring and one is another girlfriend of mine does this like sticky note thing. So with the sticky note thing, what you do is you take your bigger list and you condense it into three to five things max that you pop on a sticky note. Then you put your bigger list away. You chew on the three to five things take a break, 30, like a 30 solid minute break to watch an episode of something, jump on social media, but do something that's going to actually calm you down and relax you rather than just give you more data that's going to overwhelm you. And then you go back and you pick three or five more things. Anchoring is similar, but it has to do with selecting an anchor that makes you come back to and focus on that thing. So if you are uh, like a digital marketer or like a laptop user, you could use tabs. So like for me, I have one tab open at all times with all my social media channels. But then when I'm not working on that, I close it because if I'm trying to focus on emails or a project and social media notifications are popping up, I literally like want to cry. So compartmentalizing and anchoring and then focusing on one anchor at a time or one sticky at a time. Yeah. I think that's a, a good tip. I find that, um, that's one of the things I did with my phone and I, um, is I, I don't have any notifications on my phone. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have email notifications. I don't have any social media pop-ups and I get no notifications on my phone. Cause that's my biggest pet peeve is when I'm out and about, or if I'm working on my laptop, I don't have any notifications on my laptop either. Mm-hmm. Um, 
is that if those no, if those things pop up, it immediately just takes you like off whatever you're working with. And I found that um, I removed the a lot of social media apps off my phone completely, so I'm not tempted to yeah. look at them all the time, like Facebook and uh, Twitter and all that stuff. I just took off my phone so that like that because I found that I was just ended up wasting so much time just scrolling my phone all the time, which yes, um, which then exacerbates my paralysis because then I get more overwhelmed because as I'm mindlessly scrolling my phone, there's like four other things that have happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. Then it's like, you, then it's like, Oh, forget it. The whole day's ruined now. So whatever. Yeah. But, yeah. um, yeah, having a clear sort of, uh, morning and evening routine, I think is, it helps too. And how you sort of start mm-hmm. your day and how you, End your day. And your day makes a huge difference in sort of being able to handle your in-a-day yes. activities. Yes. Well, and to Alyssa's point, one more thing as well, like hiding your phone. I hid my text messages, my emails, and my phone into a separate box on my phone the other day and put it off my home screen. And then now when I see like a missed call or like 10 text messages, I don't see them initially. Like yeah. I can go onto my social channels and do my work without seeing that. Um, or I can listen to music without seeing that. Like I personally need my phone for a lot of things. So mm-hmm. I, yeah. So that's good. And then the other thing is one of the things is a support system and network, which we've talked about so many times, like having that is completely invaluable. And so finding your, the people that you relate to the most, the people that you trust and having them to bounce ideas off of therapize you in some in Thera- some appropriate ways therapize like from a yeah from afar without giving them your baggage yeah i think and it's funny just before we um started recording we were this episode we were talking about um the feeling of isolation and loneliness that can come when you're working for yourself and yeah. even if you're working for a corporation, but you're remote and things like that. As much as we love the flexibility and love that all of that sometimes can be super isolating. So I, it's really important to ensure that you have a support system and a network that you're able to access, access, call up when you're feeling that, because quite honestly, we're, we all feel that way. And especially when you're running a business and all of that kind of stuff, and you can just sort of feel like I'm the only one that's struggling with this. And you, then you realize that you're not, yeah. but we talked about in the last episode about vulnerability and having safe spaces to have discussions with friends, colleagues, et cetera. And I think that plays into this network too, is that in having a good network is not just having a good network that um, we're going to go for drinks and talk about work, but it's all just like surface shit, um, that you have like your inner people that you can really shoot the shit with and be like, okay, this sucks. Like I need help with this. This is not, because if you don't, then as we were just saying, like it, you become paralyzed by, by all of it. And then, then you don't even, you're past the point of even knowing to ask for help. Yeah, absolutely. And that's not a good place to be in. No, no. And then that leads me to persistence. I think you need persistence as a business owner and unfortunately as a female. Yes. To you need that constant fire in your belly and that's back goes back to your intuition, right? Like if something doesn't feel right, how can you get that fire back? Yeah, and I think I mean when I talked about the imposter syndrome and not feeling um um like I deserve to reach out to 
big potential clients or things like that. I also struggle with um, if I did do a proposal to a prospective client or whatever, and I don't hear back or I don't get follow-up or whatever. Um, I don't, I, I don't persist mm-hmm. in sort of that, like I lack that persistence in sort of the follow-up and finding out um, what ha- like, yeah. did you read it? Did you look at it? Is there questions you have? All those sorts of things. And I think it's funny, like in, in comm school or PR school, when you talk about like media pitching and things and how you have to be persistent and follow up and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm terrible at that too, by the way. Um, oh yeah. Cause I think, I think media people deserve better than a hundred phone calls from every PR person, but that's another story. That is true. <laughs> that's that. Is, and I have a whole, yeah, we can no. do a whole episode on oh that my gosh. nonsense. Um, but I think there's, I, I think there's a happy medium. I think there's sometimes people who are too persistent and mm-hmm. like salespeople who contact, like we've all been in that situation where the, a, yeah. a salesperson will just not leave you alone. Yeah. And it's like, okay, enough. enough. Yeah. That's, but then yeah. the non-persistent like me that won't even, is too scared to ask for a follow-up, like you yes. said, a follow-up email, you have to be able to push yourself and you have to be able to feel uncomfortable with like making those phone calls or making that email and, uh, and, and, and sort of consistently, um, reaching out. Yeah. Uh, otherwise you don't know what opportunities are you're missing out on. Exactly. Oh, hundred percent. And yeah, like if you want to be on a podcast or part of a conference, like keep pestering, but also come to the table with some sort of a pitch. Yes. I will say too, that to the, speaking of that, people who reach out to us to be guests on, um, ladies who launch and we are getting that now because apparently yeah. we're, I don't know, popular or something. Um, but people, so who send, humble. aren't we? Um, oh but people who send us emails like just randomly with like, uh, Hey, uh, I want to be on your podcast or I have this person who wants to be on your podcast. Yeah. Um, we do have an onboarding form, so we will send you that in terms of a guest request yeah. form, but you have to tell us why. Yeah. Why you want to be on. Why you want to be on. How and, you're going to how you're going to give something to our audience. Right? Like that shows that you've A, listened or B, knows who we are or anything. Yeah. And it's sort of the same thing with um, being like persistence in your business. It's like if you're totally. going to reach out or if you're going to send a proposal or you're going to send it, you have to tell, it's yes. not up to them to figure out how you yeah. would work with it. It's like for you to tell them, this is what I, this is what I bring right. to the table. And to that end, you're not just doing it for us or them. You are doing it for yourself as well. Because if you're just after a result that doesn't make sense, it's going to be soul-sucking for you. Yeah, we don't like soul-sucking here. No, we don't. Which brings me to the last point. A sales funnel that ties back to a purpose and fills a gap. Oh my God, sales funnels. I cannot... I I cannot with the sales funnels. And maybe it's not, and I'm not saying it's a a traditional sales funnel. What I'm, and I'm not sitting here talking about Okay, I'm going to be totally, like, completely honest right now. I don't even really understand what a sales funnel is. And even when I tell clients that they need a funnel or they need, I don't really know what it means. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's amazing. Isn't it? I love that. No one hire me, clearly. No. Oh, stop. (laughs) So what I mean by that... I don't work in that sort of digital (laughs) landscape, so it's fine. So like, and honestly, industry jargon, 
like, let's just be honest. Nobody cares. No okay? one cares. And no one cares um, about your e-newsletters either. I no, will, I will and that's say that not right the type, That is not what I'm talking about when it comes to this. I'm not talking about tactical shit. What I'm talking about is what is your customer journey? Like, what are you offering people? And what is your purpose that's going to make you want to do this every day and get out of bed? That is the funnel. See, that's what I can get behind. That I'm talking about. <laughs> See, I should have just let you talk instead of jumping the into the... authentic. Into, into the uh, having a sales funnel where you give away a freebie and they have to get your email and then well, they're on your email list and I you're sending like, out stupid e-newsletters every week and that somehow results in sales. It doesn't. No. The only e-newsletter I pay attention to is my daily two e-newsletters from my this dating coach dude I follow and Mel Robbins. Oh, Mel Robbins. Is <laughs> oh, and Lana. Oh, Champagne Fridays is, is a is my a winner. Fave. That's a good. That's a good e-newsletter. Yeah, the only one that I read really sort of on the regular is um, the Marketing Millennials is a pretty good uh, e-newsletter. Mm-hmm. But yeah, generally I've unsubscribed from most of them, and I'm sorry 100%. if one of them was yours, but I can't. I can't do it. Oh, and then fellow podcasters that we love. But but yes, that's beside the point. <laughs> Fill a gap, tie it to You're a purpose. Just such a hot mess today. <laughs> and that is our listicle as I pull pimple patches off my face. Yeah, you have no idea what is going on behind these microphones. <laughs> it is just a whole kettle of what the hell. Like, what are you doing? You know what? I... Don't know what the F is happening with my skin, but it is a f- disgusting hot mess. And I have never had this many zits before. And now I put these band-aids on. Do those on. even work? Yes. They suck all the junk out of your face. It's disgusting. Yeah. I, See, I, they're I, healing already. I, it's I, beautiful. I, I, I can't anyway. even. Um, Feels so good. <laughs> well... <laughs> This was the best podcast we've ever taken. Oh my God. <laughs> this is episode 87 and maybe we should just call it a day because what is even happening? And that we actually publish these is even more astonishing. I love that we put, pu- I think that that's why we're awesome. Just saying. I will say that more, I get, well, I get more feedback and I'm sure you do too uh, on these episodes than where we're just completely like out to lunch. <gasps> than actually anything that we say that is um, remotely educational. I agree. But I we hope that you took something <laughs> from our BuzzFeed listicle. From this listicle. And with that, we will see you next time on Ladies You Launch. Thank you for listening to Ladies Who Launch. Join Dakota and Alyssa every second Wednesday for more conversations and interesting guests. Be sure to give us a five-star rating and connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. If you send us a question, we may answer it on a future episode. 